0: Before we start today, we'd like to talk about the fine, upsetting gentlemen that sponsor this here podcast, Cheapskate Hockey.
1: Cheapskate Hockey is without a doubt the best in the hockey apparel business, boasting a range of headwear, shirts, sweaters, and jerseys for guys and girls, as well as a bunch of handy add-ons like air fresheners, helmet decals, and for those of you that like to get a little creative, pins and patches.
0: Wow, but Holy Puck listeners are in luck, as you're all privy to a discount code at Cheapskate Hockey. All you need to do is go to their website cheapskatehockey.com buy some stuff and at your cart enter Holy Puck and you'll get a raging 15% off your purchase cheapskate hockey the game you proudly love now has clothing you can proudly wear wow who it is episode 42 of the Holy Puck Podcast I'm of course John with my good friend well whatever Cam colleague associate associate, no shoes friend no shoes shoes. Um, we are of course Holy Puck Podcast we are the best source of hockey news views and abuse Cam yeah. What's up, man?
1: Um, well, we just uh, wrapped up a really nice little interview with a new friend of ours, which we're going to insert into the middle of this show. Yeah, so it's kind of like not here. I, no, I went yeah. like I just <laughs> went backwards. I told you about something we just did. Yeah. But for you people listening to this, once this is on the internet, it's actually in the future. Think about that for a minute.
0: It's very Inception.
1: In two years, it's going to be 2019. Think
0: about that. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs>
1: Wow, Oh man, we're off to a blinder. But look, on tonight's show, we're going to be... I feel like we be... started a little slow. I'm into it. I'm into yeah. it. But look, we're going to be talking about the trade deadlines, winners and losers. We're going to check off some quick hits from around the league. And, and
0: then hit, hit the interview and then finish off with some awards. Oh, because we love awards. Do we? I had an idea too.
1: That guests and guests in the future. I'm shocked. Well, yeah, I do. Is have. it
0: buy some new gear? Because our setup is
1: dingy at best. Our setup's really good. I listened to two more podcasts today. As, you know, Recon checking it out. The sound quality was terrible.
0: Well, you know who sound quality... And you know who prides themselves on their sound quality, Cam? John Cartledge, Holy Pock Podcast.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. What my idea was, though, we've got a lot of people who are becoming very engaged on our socials. We, are we very like that. Because I always try and make a point. I try and comment back to everyone that comments, which yeah. is very time-consuming, but very polite.
0: It is, and we have a phenomenal like percentage of amount answered within an hour. It's something yeah. that's really high.
1: So what I wanted, super high. What I was thinking of doing is maybe not every show, but maybe like every second show. People who've engaged with us during the week, I want to give them the opportunity to have a yarn, dial them in on Skype.
0: Yeah. If they've got have any questions,
1: though. if they've got any beef with something we've maybe said,
0: I want to get someone on the Publicly air this. your grievances. Yeah. This is this is Festivus every day. This and is the airing of grievances, Cam, I, I, and I want to be yelled at.
1: I do need to preface this with we fully know that if anyone's just going to call and yell at us, it's going to be fucking Matt Ham and Luke Thomas. and <laughs> be like,
2: uh, yeah. You guys Luke, are fucking shit, yeah, actually. Yeah, so
1: <laughs> if we actually know you in real life and you're just going to call and yell at me, don't. Fuck off. Just call <laughs> me on my phone and yell at me on another time.
0: Yeah, call me on a like a weekday.
1: Well, this is a weekday, but, you know, call me in business hours and tell me I'm a fuckwit. Yeah, Don't waste my time on the for. podcast. Yeah, I get paid to be told I'm a fuckwit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what
0: We work in IT. That's our jobs. Exactly.
1: But I think that's a good idea and we should do yeah,
0: it. Yeah, I mean, we, I, I just want someone to call on us, like actually have a crack. Like, I think you guys are wrong and here's why. And I I, I, I live for that.
1: I've always wanted the, hey, uh, long time listener. This is first time call First time caller. Call <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, a couple of weeks ago, you said something about my boy, Johnny Tavares, and I uh, didn't like it. And I go,
0: oh, oh cool, you. man. Next.
2: We're
0: losing him. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, this is going to be a very, very short Skype sesh. Yeah. Oh, oh Sorry, ooh. man. We seem to have accidentally blocked you. Permanently. Forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. So um, for those of you who are listening that think that we're, we're wrong or we're, we're giant dickheads or whatever. Tell us. Put, put, put your, your angry internet hat on And get at us And I mean We've obviously been sparking A little bit of more conversation In some of our posts lately We've had some people Who have uh, obviously listened to the show Who are maybe, maybe maybe not agreeing With some of the things We're saying particularly About the Islanders uh, Maybe about the my maybe cousin. About the my cousin's <laughs>
1: an Isles fan After I told him To root for the Isles And he's like, <laughs> and he's like Yo, they're shit ass I'm like Well, Whoa. who saw that coming?
0: Sorry Sorry, I tried hard <laughs> It's, nah. not, it's
1: not my fault you can't draft a top line right wing.
0: Fuck yeah! Uh, poor Johnny. <laughs> poor Johnny.
1: <laughs> poor poor JT.
0: Yeah. Oh well.
1: Oh, question yeah. is John Tavares really Justin Timberlake? Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Think about that.
0: Has a great haircut though. He's got like a solid like. It's like a solid.
1: It's a solid seven out of ten.
0: Easy. Like he looks like. You know what? He looks like one of those old gangsters because his face is all kind of fucked up. Because he looks like a million years old.
1: Yeah, when he was 22, they're definitely like, oh, sorry, you're here to collect your pension card.
0: Yeah, he's like, huh? <laughs> I'm here to play hockey, son. He's like, I'm sprightly.
1: Yeah, like, anyway. to spring in the step. Let's get into some quick and not-so-shit hits.
0: Oh, okay. Would you like to lead?
1: Uh, I would love to lead. Uh, journeyman forward, Ollie Jokinen, has announced that he will sign an honorary contract with the Florida Panthers and formally Feels. retire he from will. pro hockey. Um, and whilst Jokinen spent time with a whopping 10 NHL clubs during his time, he was with the Panthers for seven years and he stated, quote, his heart has always been with the Panthers organization.
0: Uh, here's the thing. Love he it. He just wants to retire in Florida.
1: Oh, do you mean because that's going to have some tax benefits for him for his future earnings? Uh, I would suggest it may. Do you think he'll be setting up a permanent residence there and enjoying a better quality of life because
0: he's paying less tax? Uh, I thought we were going to say quality of life and no tax.
1: Are you calling BS on the sentiment and saying this is purely a financial move? Or no, do you, I'm. Or do you I'm merely
0: saying that it is a, it is a very convenient byproduct. That's all I'm saying.
1: You've grown. You've grown cold in your old age, John. Cynical.
0: Yeah, fuck me, right. I'm.
1: I'm fully believing that he's doing this for the, the sentimental reasons that he's gone on record.
0: Yeah, but like. The no sales tax in Florida is pretty fucking good too, though. Well, the press release doesn't say he's going to fucking live in Florida. It just says he wants to retire <laughs> right between the lines, man! Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so Jumbo Joe, uh, if that, if I'm to do that correctly, it's Jumbo Joe.
2: Jumbo Joe, Jumbo <laughs> Legend.
0: <laughs> he picked up his thousands of against the Jets this week. Um, so the play wasn't great, but you know what? The numbers don't lie. And for those of you mm. who are playing along at home, he was obviously omitted from the top 100 because... Man Does, doesn't have a cup. Doesn't, doesn't have here's a cup, thing. whatever. He is a, of, of, a generational player, some might say. Great beard. And for those of you who are playing at home, no dicks, were out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would say a great player, a great leader, a generational partner, 1,000 assists, still didn't get into the 100 greatest players. Mm. Baloney. Yeah. A, a grade, grade baloney.
0: <laughs> Thanks for doing that, by the way.
1: I uh, know look, the Vegas Golden Knights have signed their first player, and boy, oh boy, it's a doozy. And by doozy, I mean...
0: The dude's got a fucking ripper name?
1: Eh? Yeah. <laughs> so his name is Reed Duke, which is just incredible, by the he way. He sounds like a fucking hired gun. Yeah. like He actually sounds like a gunslinger, right? He does. Re- hey. Reed Ooh. Duke. Watch Ju- out for, watch out you know for Reed that's Duke. Up there with? That's up there with my favorite name in the NH- uh, in the NFL, which is backup Redskins quarterback, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Yeah, Captain America, Colt
2: McCoy. Colt
1: McCoy. But uh, look, Reed Duke of the Brandon Wheat Kings. Uh, he's officially in to deal with the Golden Knights, making him the lone player on the expansion club's roster. Deal itself is three-year entry-level contract. It's a dream come true because he was actually drafted by the Wild in 2014. He was
0: and has yet to make the roster.
1: Didn't make the roster.
0: So like all joking
1: aside about his completely ludicrous moniker, this is a really good tale about not giving but up. That is his actual he's... name. Reed Duke.
0: That's his actual name. It's not a made-up name.
1: Do you reckon he's got like his own? It's,
0: it's not like what fucking like um, what uh, Donald Glover did and just googled a fucking Wu Tang yeah. name.
1: Do you reckon, like all jokes aside, do you think a he's got a personal assistant who doubles as a hype man, <laughs> and b and b anytime he walks into a room, said personal assistant turns on a boombox and plays intro music is
2: the juke is in the house.
0: <laughs> I
1: reckon that could be a thing. He is ec- oh we oh person- my God! He's I just worked out why that. Vegas signed him. His surname's Duke. There's Dukes in a number of different pokies and slot machines and gambling references. There are. Vegas signed him because they thought he was a slot machine.
0: GMGM <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they- GM is not that stupid, and you know it. <laughs> they thought this they is th- obviously a very cunning move by GMGM. GM. <laughs> Reason thought- still unknown. They thought they took out a three-year <laughs> rental on a slot machine, and it turns out it's a winger. <laughs> Oh my god. It feels like this is maybe like the, like GMGM GM let the intern like have a crack at it for the day. Oh you mean And he comes it, back in it, comes back in from golf and yeah. he's like, You did what? <laughs> 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 Who is this kid? Where did he come from? He was drafted by the wild So guys
1: So guys, what what we're saying is rejuke <laughs> might not actually see any ice time, but if you go to the Bellagio yeah, and will definitely help you with a few drinks. Put a few quarters in him, <laughs> you might see some return.
0: Um off the back of all things hilarious. Oh my god. Um Big Buff took out um I'm just gonna say a gaggle of dudes on his way past the goalie. The a gaggle way. of sharks. Gaggle of sharks. And let me just tell you, it was very reminiscent of Daniel Bryant jumping off the top rope, and it was phenomenal. Your way.
1: wrestling reference is lost on me. You know I'm not into pro wrestling.
0: I know, but if I was to if I was to channel my inner Daniel Bryant, I would be saying definitely yes, yes, yes. Give me a reference I can work with. <laughs> I've got no interest in pro wrestling. I uh, know, but either way, so okay, I was I was I was saying this before the show, and I'll say it again. I I opened this link earlier. I think it was earlier today, and I left it open, and it's on. It was in the right spot on my browser where it just kept on playing over and over again.
1: That's a dream come true. So
0: I switched back on, and then legitimately, it was just Buff taking out dudes like ten pins. For like well, there was two. Minutes. There was
1: two sharks chasing down a park. and they knocked out. I and can't he, remember who the other he, dude was. He took was. down a fellow defenseman. Yeah. And the two Sharks forwards who were on yep. the four check. And it was just a four-man pile-up. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was like 10-pin yep. bowling. It was
0: 10-pin bowling. It was but with, but
1: with big dudes with knives on their feet. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. It's pretty good. Loved it. Hey, this one's going to get you right in the feels legitimately, though. Uh, Olivia Letich, aged 11. She's legally blind. And subsequently, she's never seen the game that she loves so much. She's heard it. She listens to the Calgary Flames religiously. Thanks to the marvel that is modern science, uh, specialized electronic glasses, young Olivia... Was finally able to watch a game. Thanks, science. How was how amazing? So you got fucking Kyrie Irving <laughs> over in Cleveland. I,
0: I so some dickhead in Ohio denying
1: denying like flatly denying the world science. is flat. I know it is using his scientifically engineered smartphone to yeah. deny the to deny that the world is in fact curved. I know. And then you've got this lucky girl benefiting from modern science and giving her the ability to see. Congratulations, Olivia! Fuck you, Kyrie. Yeah, That's, like it's so upsetting. It's
0: pretty good. So, I mean, some good news out of uh, St. S- Louis. Well, well, and well for it's, it's, the well, the St. Louis Blues are the St. Louis Blues are claiming this is a. Yeah, win I was for gonna themselves. say this is very. This is this is tangential at best, and I, like it's it's a questionable claim. It's, it's a questionable I, it is, it's, it's, claim, it is, as you and know, I would say, mm, claim. Claim. Which generally means you're full of shit yeah. and I don't believe you. Anyway, so two fans... A-grade baloney. Yeah, two fans um, dragged uh, Margaret Russo um, through her ground floor window um, and saved her from, the, from her burning home um, in, in um, Illinois. Margaret, who was 88 um, uh, and unable to walk, um, so the guys helped them out. And so for some reason, the St. Louis Blues are claiming that this is a win for the organization.
1: They're both St. Louis Blues f- fans and they had planned to spend the night in watching the Blues game. I get it. That's all fantastic. And again, you cynical asshole, if it hadn't been put into the hockey realm, you and I would not have heard of it and been able to further circulate this good news. So let's just take it for what it is. Let's two, just call it as good news. Two good dudes risk getting injured in a fire and they, the they, saved, they saved an elderly woman. That's pretty great. My grandmother would probably need assistance in a similar situation. Let me and ask you I this would though. like if two St. Louis Blues fans rescued her. Yeah,
0: but you would you respect it if they were say Canadians fans would be like, oh, this news isn't so good. Then.
1: I'd respect them, not the jersey. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I'd respect them as people, not their choice of hockey team.
0: Well, that's crazy. Um, so speaking of things that upset me, more importantly, um, the Dallas Stars finally ended the Caps' ridiculous 15-game um, home winning streak, which mm. is, I think, the longest recorded now.
1: Yeah, quite possibly. I'm just happy that it's over because you look legitimately annoyed by it.
0: Yeah, actually. Well, you know what? I'm actually kind of happy it's over too because... Oh,
1: okay. Here we go. One of those scenes, <laughs> you know, coming into the playoffs, it's really good for the guys to get a loss and just, just you know, recalibrate and work out what needs. To be no, the Cavs need to get fucking and...
0: fisted before the playoffs oh, because God. that means we can play well in the playoffs.
1: I personally just like watching a league powerhouse get undressed by a team that resembles a dumpster fire.
0: <laughs> well, very closely. <laughs> yeah, a dumpster fire, comma, a portrait. <laughs>
1: Speaking of um, all things burning Dumpster fire, tire fire, whatever uh, Carolina Hurricanes coach Bill Peters Has had his knickers in a twist lately And he publicly lambasted backup goalie Eddie Lack um, He basically called his performance for the whole year dog shit um, And to be fair Lack has been dog shit this year However, keep it in house you donkey If you've got something to say to Eddie yeah, don't Say do it to it. Eddie, don't say it to the world
0: I know right, and don't use the phrase "quote unquote." Just fucking stop something
1: did, is that what he said i'm pretty sure
0: what an ass hat. i know right pretty not good
1: if i'm eddie lack i turn around and i shoot a puck at the coach's head and go oh, stop that motherfucker yeah,
0: yeah no, stop, like like stick drop
1: and go fuck this i'm going to vegas um john i want to bring up something and it's not a comment as much as it is a question why are your washington capitals practicing against a stick handling robot can you please explain this
0: nobody knows so honest, all nobody, i've all i've seen knows. is that
1: image of a couple of caps players around a, a weird little drone thing yeah yeah holding a, a small stick and like this is how we practice stick handling now. i'm like
0: what what is what's this? going on i know it's ridiculous The see the capitals seem to think that they're like in some sort of league of their own in terms of their drills and the things that mm-hmm. they do like because obviously like we've got mitch corn who's the the, the, the goalie, goalie messiah, and so he's turned Brayden Holpe into subpar into a legend. But, like,
1: Braden Holpe is fantastic, to he be is fair.
0: Great hair, too. Um, but the mm,
1: uh, B minus
0: <laughs> <laughs> grading dude's haircuts is going to be a thing for yeah. real. We should actually put a post up.
1: And before any of you guys go, who are you to do that? I'm sorry if you've seen my hair, I can say whatever the fuck I want <laughs> about your hair.
0: Your hair's a mess today, by the way.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sitting. It's like here. a
0: thousand degrees, and you just knocked off a Slurpee. I'm
1: sitting here in gym shorts. <laughs> I, I, don't give a shit. Who am yeah. I impressing? You. To be honest. Your pet very rabbit. Impressed. Very, very. Certainly impressed. not impressing your pet rabbit. Definitely. Well, nothing does. Give me are cunts actually. Giving me no attention. <laughs> no. Nah. I've been reaching out to it for 18 months, trying to build a relationship, and what yeah, does yeah. it do? Runs yeah. the other way.
0: Based on you know mutual respect and boredom, and <laughs> 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 so far nothing. Oh dear. <laughs> dear oh dear
1: oh dearie me wow right. right we've got Bert here all the way from New Zealand that's the captain of the New Zealand Ice Blacks and he's kindly dedicated some of his time at ten thirty on a Wednesday night which is absolutely Mate. ridiculous so good on you thanks for coming
3: yeah cheers guys thanks for having me on the show bro. yeah, yeah I time, mean man. look
1: we're, we're clearly the height of professional here so um <laughs> yeah ten thirty on a Wednesday night's a standard request for our guests
0: yeah, pretty yeah. much actually. So you know, late late summer, no shoes, ten thirty sounds very very legit.
1: You know, it could be worse. Actually, we had a we had a friend on who lives in Boston, and we got him at four a.m.
0: his yeah, time, four thirty. Yeah. sitting in his dark room drinking beer. Oh, like-
1: what a legend! <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, clearly, clearly, he's a fantastic guy. But yeah, he was tucked away in the spare room of his house with a candle, drinking a beer, so he didn't wake up his girlfriend.
0: Yeah, it was it was very dodgy. Let me tell you that that's how you do
1: that's how you do an interview. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so look we're gonna start with the easy ones and trust me, we won't worry about rubbishing you and your canucks now. We'll save that till later we'll once that we for know you a little better. <laughs> yeah, um, Thanks, lads. No worries, <laughs> mate. But uh, start with the easy ones. Introduce us, uh, introduce yourself I should say. Tell us what you do in the world of hockey and most importantly, should pineapple be eaten on a pizza? Ooh.
3: Oh, good question, and I would have to say it it really should be. Yes, Yes. it is a great addition. (laughs)
0: Thanks, uh, God. The
3: only key with the pineapple is never go full pineapple.
0: Yes,
3: (laughs) I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I knew we'd be
0: friends from the start.
1: I knew it. um,
3: A little bit about me, I guess. um, Yeah, um, play hockey over here in New Zealand. been here i'm originally from canada but been here in new zealand for 15 years i uh, became a new zealand citizen back in 2010 and quickly uh, uh reached out to, to join the new zealand ice Blacks. Uh, so yeah been on the team since 2010 and uh, been captain since 2013 i believe 2012 2013 awesome. so yeah uh, i'm uh, yeah really enjoy it the hockey over here is growing and uh yeah we're Probably just a pace behind the Aussie League. You guys got some great imports and you guys, you know, you've had your structure a little bit longer, but yeah. Uh, yeah, things are growing over here in the world of ice hockey. It's pretty fantastic to be part of, to be honest. If, if you don't mind us asking, what was the,
1: what, what triggered the migration? Was it, was it school? Was it work? Was it love? It's usually one of those three.
0: It's, it's usually a chick. Usually a chick. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah,
3: mate, like, I don't know about it going across the world chasing chicks. That's not a good idea, is
0: it? <laughs> 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 it's literally every story. Like everyone's like, every expat you meet, you're like, yeah, so I came out here for a holiday and made a chicken and now I'm here forever. <laughs> yeah, stay. stay. Yeah, well,
3: yeah, I guess I well, uh, did. I meet did I meet my one true love in Queenstown? I guess that's a good question. I uh, I was just a uh, you know a young young fella cruising around, traveling and whatnot. But I was actually chasing snow. Um, came yeah. up to Queenstown nice. to do a bit of snowboarding in in what is the North American uh, sort of off season. You know, we're heading yeah, into yeah. summer over summer, there, yeah, yeah. and I didn't have a, a big season of riding, so I came came to Queenstown to just to kind of chase snow and what i actually found was a really really cool ice hockey community you know um, queenstown's a pretty small town at that stage probably population of about 12 12 to fifteen thousand. yeah um but they had a, a great hockey community and um yeah just kind of got involved and, and got stuck in with the stuck in with the boys there and um yeah met some great friends and Couple of years into being in Queenstown, uh, the the New Zealand Ice Hockey League actually formed back in 2005. So awesome. um, when that started, it was pretty uh, pretty cool. As a at that stage, you know, a pretty young Canadian to to be involved with sort of a national framework of a, of a league and and contribute there and, and get to play. So um, yeah, it was kind of just it came over to chase a bit of snow and um, found hockey and. Uh, it was a pretty, pretty unique uh, situation to be in, and uh, the rest is history, so they say.
1: You've um, you've inadvertently segued really well into what we were going to ask next. So I was going to say, tell us a little bit about you know the state of hockey in New Zealand. I guess not just at the the national level and what you're doing with the Ice Blacks, but you know we're keen to know a little more about um how things are going at the club level and you know the grassroots, like you know as far as social leagues and beer leagues and fan numbers and. You know, and all that kind of stuff.
3: Give us a bit of insight into how it's all, you know, shaping up. Ah, oh, Yeah, well, things it's, it's, it's really improving. Hey, it's, it's so exciting to see, um, you know, the sport growing. I mean, you guys get to see it firsthand over there in Melbourne. There's been some really cool things done over there. I hear about sure. it, you know, quite often from mates that are living over there. Um, but, yeah, the, over here from a grassroots level, there's, you know, with that kind of, with the league growing, it started, you know, you started, you kind of, we've attracted some higher level import talent We've managed to get some coaches kind of coming over that, can, uh, that have done, you know, a little bit higher level, you know, say over in the northern hemisphere somewhere. So you get the you know, you get your Euros and quite a few Americans and Canadians that have come over this way. Sure, sure. And um, overall, what that's done is it's just really helped build the, the base here in, in New Zealand. So you're getting these Kiwis that are just getting access to, to better coaching at a younger age. Because I mean, the, the reality is they, they've got they've all got the skill, but it's that hockey sense and that actual hockey knowledge that they need yeah. to learn, and and, they, and it's tough when you're just learning that from mom or dad that they, you know they're popping down to the rink just to because they want to be there to support their kid, but to actually have someone that has that knowledge and they're able to to kind of uh, share it that's it makes a big difference. So yeah, the attraction of all these imports and getting guys from overseas coming over you know primarily as an interest to play in the league but then you know falling in love with New Zealand and what 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 New Zealand has to offer and then they kind of extend their trip and then they you know they get involved at a coaching level or you know just any type of um, you know support level and it really makes a difference so we're seeing you know a lot of development in with the Kiwi players and it's really helped push the development of hockey from from that side of things and then on a social level yeah, um, yeah there's we've seen a lot of growth I mean you guys would have seen the on bar down. We actually had a feature from the, the backyard hockey league of, of one of the goalies who goes in and takes the penalty shot yeah, and scores that. on another goalie. Yeah. That was yeah, you know, that's hilarious. <laughs> and that's a good example of just you know the the growth of the sport in the sense that you know it's it, it's getting more exposure. You're getting more people involved, and um, yeah, it's a great little thing that they run this backyard hockey league. They they run it like an actual league. They have a this is up in Auckland here, and they've got. Um, they actually have a full draft, and, and it's you know it's taking a social level, so you get guys that are kind of just getting into hockey, all yeah. the way to guys that you know play on the national team and stuff that that kind of get you know dressed as your superstars or if, if you would for the league. Um, down in Queenstown, we've seen a lot of growth in our social hockey, um, especially with uh, the you know a couple of imports that have come across, a couple of American fellows that have um, decided to to change it up, and from what the, the traditional approach was and and you're getting all kinds of guys that have never ever played hockey before lots of guys that never even seen the sport have been to a game they come to one Stampede game yeah. they get hooked they're absolutely fall in love with the speed and and you know the the beauty of our game and then next thing you know they're they're down there playing an absolute beginner level with you know just some shinies and a and a stick and They're they're, you know trying to bash the puck around and and get from A to B. Yeah, and they you know They 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 join the social leagues down there We've got a real like solid kind of tier system from the absolute beginner through to you know guys that are just stepping out of that to, to a pretty Yeah, pretty competitive social league so Awesome. Uh, the exposure is, 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 is out there, that the league has done a great job of attracting new people to the sport and then uh, in, in certain regions, definitely in Queenstown, it's, it's, it's just being encouraged by, you know, the people that are, that are in the hockey community, especially the guys that, you know, that run the rink and putting on so much ice time for the social yeah. to develop, so um, the state of play on hockey is pretty good and it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's just continuing right. to grow, so it's, it's exciting to be involved with for sure. And, um, yeah, I can't say enough about uh, how cool it is to see a minority sport gaining traction and and building. It's It's, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I can imagine the people in Queenstown, uh, the good people of Queenstown to be up for it because I've been to Queenstown, let me tell you, I had a fucking ripper of a time when I was there. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, more importantly, um, I I think it's funny how how hockey is just one of those sports that can grow in such weird markets because Australia is very similar in, in terms of, in terms of our marketplace, because we're traditional, like football, I guess rugby in, in New Zealand, basketball, um, basketball, we're, we're very traditional in, in that sort of like field sport, and so it's mm. it's completely different to them. And so, like when when they see the game, obviously, like holy shit, this is the best sport ever because it combines so many good things. Like,
1: well, it, I took I took my wife to a game when she'd never watched, and she yeah, goes, holy shit, they're running on ice, and I think that guy might be dead.
0: Yeah. And, <laughs> and that guy that looks like he's catchy. gonna kill somebody yeah but hey like it it's so works. funny how how the markets are very similar in a way you know because we're a traditional field sport like
2: yeah, football
0: sure. and, and and the uptake is just ridiculous like the uptake in australia has been similar like on a mm. grassroots level as well and so it's funny how new zealand's almost exactly the same but obviously on a smaller level i guess i've yeah, got a completely
1: one question for you then and, and you did kind of touch on this about you know imports coming into where you guys were and whatnot were you seen as some kind of, uh, you know, next level messiah, some kind of great, great white, great white hope? You're like, "Well, this guy's from Canada. He must be red hot. Like, we need to learn from this guy."
3: Yeah, and then I just quickly dis- disappointed them when they actually recruited some some better guys from Canada. Um, so, so, I mean, it was something that I, I grew up with. It, so I'm, I'm in a pretty fortunate spot. So I came over and obviously had. You know, just a, a little bit. Oh, I was just fortunate to have more coaching and whatnot. I guess. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely not the skill guy on the team. I'm, I'm more the heart guy, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the guy who puts on his work boots and and goes to work. That's that's yeah, for sure. Ah, so, uh, lunch um, pile player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, we're
0: more of like oranges at halftime kind of guys.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like that guy. That guy works.
0: That
1: guy yeah. works.
3: <laughs> Um, well, with
1: the ice spikes, and I guess on a national level, you guys are competing in the um, Div Two Group B this year for the for the world. How do you kind of rate yourself against the other countries you're competing against? Which is, off the top of my head, it was what China, Israel, Mexico, Korea, and Turkey. Yes,
0: yeah, the Div that we moved yeah. up from. Did
1: I nail that? Did I get that? I think you
0: did. Yeah, you Bouted.
3: did. You, yeah, you crashed it. That was good. Um, <laughs> well done. We, where are we at? Where are, I'm, man. I don't know. I I'd like to go out and say that I, I'm. I'm putting a lot lot on us and saying that um, we've really got to back ourselves to, to medal at, at a very minimum. And, uh, you know, this is a tournament we should win, in all honesty. You know, like, Sick. it's tough. Um, Big. Huge news! Love it. That's Love so good. it. Like, no, yeah. we're definitely winning. It's, yeah, well, well, hey, we're we're at home. We're in New Zealand. We've got a few guys that have made it back onto the team because you know it's like like, any, like it's a minority sport. We're self funded, so when you when you're heading across to Europe and over into all these other countries, it gets a bit tough. Some guys have to drop out. You know, they've got school or they've got work or families or mortgages and all. You know, it just goes on and on. So we don't always necessarily get our best team, but because we're at home this year, I think it means a little bit more, and we're getting a few more guys that are have, have committed to the team, which is. Um, which is fantastic. So I think we're. I'm oh, when when our coach when kind of sort of when they, they they announced our lineup for the team, I was like, fuck yeah, here we go. You know, like <laughs> it was pretty pretty exciting to see it and see it kind of come together. Um, so where does that leave us? I mean, it's it's so hard to pick. Israel Israel is a team that meets itself. They they literally meet each other at. The tournament. We've seen this a few years in a row now, where wow. you know, the guys are getting there. They've never played together, but because they're Israeli, and i mean there's guys from Canada, guys from Russia, guys from these states, yeah, yeah. guys that are over in Europe. Because basically, you know, to the some degree, if you're if you're Jewish and you've been in Israel and you got your passport, yeah, it's the motherland. You actually grow you up own? in Canada or you grow up in Russia. Or you grow up in these other places, hockey mad nations. You're you're eligible to play for Israel. So Israel's team. It always just kind of comes together at the tournament and they could be, it depends on the, you know, where these other high quality players are, if their teams are actually still playing back in their home countries.
2: Yeah, right.
3: They get some, you know, Israel's always one to watch. They come in their first game, you know, it's, they're, they're generally like, "Mm," you know, they're obviously learning the system or learning each other by their second or third game. They're pretty shit hot, hey
2: so it's uh
3: it's they an interesting team china's on always you never know what you're getting out of china i and you know china now getting involved with the khl yeah i have no idea what they're going to be sending down this way you know obviously they're going to be upset they just got bumped out of division um 2a yeah. so they're the team that's come down their top ranked team yeah so we took and, Um yeah we never kind of know what we get there but uh yeah we've always had <laughs> had great games against china so um yeah look look forward to trying to come out on top and then yeah, I mean, we've been we've been close to these other teams. Mexico, shit, we've always had a tight. It's always always just like a goal in it, you know. Yeah. And um, and then yeah, Tur- Turkey as well, and then and then um, Korea, which oh man, we we dropped we had a shitter against them last year, um, and and actually lost to them, which you know that's going to motivate our guys this year. So, Vengeance. Where we're we sitting, lads, I'm you <laughs> know I'm, I'm going to say we're going to be ultra competitive. You're going to see an awesome team from from us, and I I'd like to think that um you know, we're going to be yeah competing for that gold medal. That's unreal. And you kind of touched on
1: this already. Um, and it's a lot easier this year because it is in New Zealand. But um, financially, where, you know, you're playing hockey in a country where it's a niche and it's still growing, um, you know, yourself and your teammates need financial assistance and whatnot to, to do your treks overseas and getting from point A to point B. How hard is balancing, you know, the hockey hustle with the rest of your life?
3: Yeah, it's, 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 it's extremely difficult. I think... Um, for some guys well for myself personally uh i'm in a good position um that i've I've picked a you know i've, I've actually picked a job i'm doing i work in hospitality so i've got a fairly flexible schedule in the sense of ah, um nice. my job i can really <laughs> pick it up and do anywhere as long as i've got my laptop that's kind of where i've made it to in my position with with the company that i work for awesome um so i'm extremely fortunate in that sense um but in years past you know like there's times when you go to you know you go to knock on your you know knock on your boss's door and say hey look. Uh, I, I need four weeks off to go do this, and I'm going to need leading up. I'm going to need a whole bunch of three-day weekends to attend these camps. And, you know, some bosses are, are supportive, and they're like, shit, yeah, you're on the New Zealand team. That's awesome. I'd love to. But I've had other guys that are just kind of like, yeah, just get your job done. You know, we don't, we don't care if you're, you know, if you play for the country. We just care about our business being looked after. And so sometimes <laughs> like, you can get a little you, bit of pushback. You want to play what? I think, <laughs> What yeah, do you want to do?
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> that's that's shit, bossing. John, John and I are both people uh, managers. I would give my staff as much time as they wanted to go and represent their absolutely, 100
3: percent, oh, right.
2: But you know, <laughs>
3: they've got a, they've obviously got a business to run too. You know, so yeah. there's times when it's, you know, it's, it's it, it can be tough. I'm not saying that's that's a common thing, but I've definitely come across it. And so I guess it's interesting as well. I mean, you get these young young kids that are. Like, we're you know, there's a couple guys on our team that 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 aren't playing this year. You know, they've just come out of uni and they've just taken their first real job. And, you know, they just can't afford to start on the back foot. You know, like, they're, yeah. you know, there might be three, six months into a real job. They can't afford to take four weeks off and and you know go without pay and etc cetera, etc cetera, when they're just kind of entering the workforce so mm. You know unless they've got that that heavy financial support say from their families or from you know They can find independent sponsors, you know We, we end up missing out on a few guys, and I think that's just the reality and it's um, you know until we can find a situation a solution that that we can get the funding through and um, that that's going to kind of continue to happen, but yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a slow build for us. I mean, we're only, you know, unfortunately we don't have anyone dedicated in that in that atmosphere, that arena at, at this stage. Yep. But, um, you know, moving forward, you know, and if we, you know, success is always something that helps, helps do that. So if we can go out and have a great tournament, you know, this year and kind of show potential sponsors what level we're, you know, competing at or what kind of exposure we can gain them um, and, or just be a good bugger and part with a, you know, part with a few dollars to, to help out the national team, you know, or a national player, or even a single player, man, that that's a good thing. So we need to go out and have some success, so we can so we can sell that on to these potential sponsors or these people that might be able to assist us.
1: I've got an idea. So you might, you, yeah. And I, John, John knows where I'm, John knows where I'm going with this. So John and I, it turns out, are actually quite good at crowdfunding. And the reason we've been able to prove this is because I lost a bet and said i would get a phil kessel tattoo if everybody else paid for it and boy oh boy did we raise some money for that thing <laughs> and
0: let me let me ask you this cam cam currently right now is there a phil kessie phil kessel tatty on your person there is and it's
1: it's, it's not even small it's massive. <laughs> no it's huge actually um, and it's great maybe phil I, kessel in a small guy no, <laughs> no nope <laughs> he certainly is not what we should do after this we should send Burn an email and if they're actually going to do like you know whatever crowdfunding gofundme pages for particular players I reckon there's a way we could get behind it and push it and entice people to donate. Yeah. By way of me getting a stupid fucking tattoo. So if somebody don't, <laughs> so somebody donates twenty dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. Ten bucks to the tatty, ten bucks to the team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's. And then once we hit the once we hit the mark, all of the rest of it goes to the team.
1: Yeah. Let's workshop this afterwards. Yeah. Let's massage like this a little bit. I like it. where we're going with this. Put it out there. Put it out there. Anyway,
0: stupid to the, be honest. Yeah. Look, there's,
1: <laughs> ju, ju, as, as John will confirm, I've 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 never had a. A shortage of bad ideas and/or following through with them. So this be yeah. Fine.
0: So Cam's very good at following through with hilarious ideas. Yeah. All right, this will work. All right, yeah, i cool with this. We'll, we'll, we'll unpack this a little more later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's definitely massage this. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> massage the details. All right. So look
1: back to the. I guess back to where it all began. What's your what's your earliest hockey memory? Like, what was the game changing moment that hooked you in? I mean, and obviously you were born in Canada. We know where this is heading. Are Canadians born on skates? There's a well, obviously, but there's literally obviously... out of the
3: womb. It's a very dangerous procedure for the
1: doctors. <laughs> well, I, I heard that's actually that that's how they cut the umbilical cord in Canada.
0: Yeah, with hockey <laughs> skates. Like, is everyone to skates with them? All right. Yeah, 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 right on. But uh, what, what was the
1: what was the game changing moment that hooked you in? Like, what was it that brought you in and said, "Yep, this is me. I'm a lifer."
3: Yeah, oh, you know, it's a great question. I mean, I was very fortunate um, in the sense where, like, I, I, grew, I sort of started playing hockey um, not at an organized level till I was a little bit older, till I was about thirteen. But um, was fortunate that when I was younger, kind of that, you know that's you know five to ten sort of age i was living in saskatchewan and so we get some pretty brutal winters and uh you can you can play hockey at recess sort of thing so the best part of the day is you go to school and then at recess you're allowed to throw your skates on and go play hockey and then at lunchtime you can throw your skates on and go play hockey and then after school you get back out on the ice and play hockey. So it's kind of like the best thing ever really going to school. And that's oh, yeah. kind of, maybe that's how they trick you to go to school is they let you play hockey. Um, <laughs> it's hockey school. It, it was all absolutely, all time. Um, yeah, That was kind of the, the start there playing outdoors in, in Saskatchewan. But um, uh, the game changer moment where maybe I was hooked for life. I think that was probably, you know, a little bit of a late call. I'd probably go out and say that that happened in New Zealand. So um Playing hockey yeah. in Canada was, was awesome. And, and playing hockey, I ended up playing uh, in Nanaimo and played on a couple of, I played more just like a, a social level and then played um, on some some rep teams and stuff. Uh, sort of in, the, in my late teens. But it's a big call day. Hockey sort of becomes an expectation. So if you get into a decent level, it becomes an expectation. And, you know, people start to really expect you to be at the rink and expect you to be putting in this time. and ex- And it just kind of changes the love of the game and you know you got to love competing at a higher level and definitely I wasn't a guy who went on to any kind of great levels in Canada by by any stretch I just I just wasn't there i was a bit of a late starter maybe but I was kind of a bit over hockey when I when I left Canada like sort of 18 started traveling and and got out and then I landed in New Zealand at about 21 and no word of a lie like playing hockey with those with the Queenstown guys and seeing how much they just genuinely love the game reignited my passion for it. And then Amazing. that that to me was like you're just, you know, you're playing with guys that absolutely love the sport. It's not because anyone was expected to be at the rank. It wasn't because you're expected to win games or to any of that bullshit that kinda you know, comes along with the pressures of of sport sometimes. You know, and that's probably where I found the love for it again. And I was like, shit, I'm in for sure. It was like and, the
0: the window yeah. opening with the sun and the and the, the curtains flapping moment with like the with the <laughs> halo like the. Ah! He's like, I meant to do this.
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I said, yeah, and it was um, yeah, it's, it's it's that moment when you find that that kind of. Passion again for something that you always loved. It's you know, and then you're in sort of. So yeah, I guess that I don't know. That's maybe not the most romantic story, but yeah, it was just just finding it again. I don't know, man.
0: And, uh, it kind of hit me in the feels. I yeah, I
3: was
1: going to say <laughs> yeah. on the on the contrary, that's definitely the most unique answer I think I've ever yeah. answered that question, and it's yeah, I don't. I, I think that's really fucking cool, actually. Yeah.
0: So I, like off the back of that though, so so what's next? So obviously you've got um you're you're over in Australia in the next couple of weeks to you're going to be playing. Um, a couple of a couple of a couple of pickup games against the the Melbourne team, so you been playing the Ice and the Mustangs. So yeah. I guess fr- from that, what's the future for you in terms of hockey? Like you're, you're going to be obviously repping reppin the on the on the national team, and where do you see the, your future going with with this this crazy little thing we call
3: hockey? Oh mate, it's um. Well, I just i I feel like so extremely fortunate to to still be playing. Um, you know that's that's probably the biggest one. So it's always kind of just been that as long as as long as the body's good to go, and um, you know, then then all that other that other life bullshit isn't getting in the way. I.e., <laughs> too many other responsibilities, and I can still afford the time to give to hockey. I'm going to keep playing, and so yeah. Um, yeah, man. at this stage right now, yeah, the first thing up is come over and and, and play these games and get our team ready for for worlds. Uh, it's you know, it's, we literally. Play, play those games together or have that 10-day training camp in Melbourne is literally the extent of us playing together, getting ready for a tournament, you know, and we're, we're up against all the, you know, the rest of the teams are all Northern Hemisphere teams
2: yeah. that are all
3: coming off seasons. We're coming off summer and in Queenstown, we don't even have ice right now. So we've got, you know, there's a chunk of us that, you know, from New Zealand, uh, from Queenstown that we haven't even been on. We've, well, we've had two ice sessions in the last six months sort of thing, you know, or oh, I lie wow. I tell we had a couple of days there in January. So maybe we've had the equivalent of about eight hours of ice in the last
2: wow. six
0: months. So the cold webs so are thick.
3: Yeah. So it's <laughs> quite so we go get to get to Melbourne, get ready for this tournament, go away, have a great tournament. And then at the end of that tournament, um, yeah, I guess get ready for another NZ IHL season. Um yeah, so that's I guess that's my sort of short-term plan. Bigger picture for me and hockey, um, once I am ready to kind of to, to hang up the skates, uh, I'll definitely stay involved at some level. And, you know, it might not be, you know, everyone's kind of you know, over here. And it's like, oh, you'll get into coaching, be a great coach, do coaching and stuff. And I'm like, fuck, we've actually got, we've got some great guys here that are great coaches and really – love the coaching side of things I think that's something I might get into when I'm you know when I'm taking my own kid down there and I spend that time down uh, there in the rinks for me I think the next stage will will hopefully be involved you know either on that trying to secure sponsorship sort of level or getting involved in in a managerial sort of level that seems to be what you know that's what I do sort of at work and and, uh, that's kind of what I enjoy I'd love to be in a situation to help help the boys raise the funds so they don't have to pay to go away or at least help them re- help them reduce it as much as possible yeah, so um yeah so i'm going to say i'll definitely 100 percent stay involved with the sport i'd love to stay involved at a at a, uh, at a national level um especially with the ice blacks uh it, in any level whatsoever that they, they would have me if i could stay on with a little bit of a fitness and conditioning level to help out or, or just stay out as a mentoring level or to get into manager level whatever it Whatever spot opens, they need me to come and just make sure that everybody's water bottles full, right. and I get to enjoy some games. So you know, that's hey, look, ben,
0: every rink in the world needs someone to come out, come down, and just air our gloves. Every yeah. single rink. And on the... There's, always, there's a room for that guy. And on the
1: fitness and conditioning thing, John's running a terrible rig, so he could use the help. So if yeah. you want to you email over any advice, <laughs> anything like that, that'd be
0: great. Anything sh- anything short of stop being shit. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Incredible. <laughs> hey, um,
1: just a couple of non-New Zealand hockey-related things, I guess, as we head towards the end of it. You are a, a Canucks supporter, which is prob- probably more unfortunate for you than it is for any of us. Um... Yeah, who is your who is your most disliked
3: NHL team? Most disliked NHL team. Yeah, who, oh, that is good. That's a good question. I've Nobody been to Vancouver, and like, um, all their
0: fans are lovely. So this is going to be a really good answer, by the way. Yeah.
3: Oh no, I, I, I would probably would have leaned li- like back definitely. Growing up, it would have been the Toronto Maple Leafs.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yes, good answer. We have such and I think a, such an odd relationship. It's West Coast. With
3: them. Coast Kind of thing that's just like you gotta hate the Leafs. People and, hate
0: people hate Toronto yeah. in Vancouver. They're mm. like, fuck them, man! It's so corporate. Fuck those guys.
3: Vancouver yeah, It's <laughs> so funny, but it's true, isn't it? So and then, true. I guess if you stay true to <laughs> true to my Vancouver roots, you know, Boston's not too far in behind there. But, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, you know, I you know, who's who, who would I hate? Though? Yeah, I don't know. I I kind of know I'm at this. You know, I don't know if it's time spent in New Zealand, um, but I'd, I'd love to just see a Canadian team. Go to the cup. So I don't care which one it is. I just would love to see a Canadian team bring that cup back into Canada. It's been it's been well too long. Well
2: who's so. gonna
1: who's gonna be the next Canadian team to actually win the Stanley Cup? The Oilers. Mm. Or
3: the mm-hmm. mm. oh, do you think Do you the think the Canadians Canadian could put, put it together? Could Kerry Price nah. just get hot
2: enough so nah those guys can nah. <laughs> nah. Just, Our faith ab- is...
3: absolutely not.
0: We have no faith.
1: I have no faith in that. <laughs> like don't me wrong, like Julian's gonna get in there and he's gonna do a great job coaching them, and yeah, they've strung together I think six on the trot now yeah. since the And they flipped their hard on the trot
3: trot with only eight goals scored against them.
1: Shit. Yeah, but I mean that's not sustainable. At some nah. stage you have to start scoring your own goals. Like exactly. Like they've got two guys scoring goals, they've got Pacharetti and Radulov. What the fuck is the rest
0: of your team doing? Sleeping, yeah. obviously. I just well, they're, re- they're getting ready. They're they're
1: resting, getting ready for the playoff run. <laughs> I I don't rate. You know what I would love though. I would love if the schedule worked out that they end up playing Boston in the playoffs, and it's the fired
3: coaching thing, and
2: oh, oh the storyline story would be. Yeah. Uh, who do you get? Who are
3: you guys picking? Or who are you backing? Or who do? you, what, do you guys, what are your thoughts heading into the playoffs? Don't say it.
1: I I actually think. Okay, so. Uh, don't say so it. So, John goes for the Washington Capitals, right? And every year, I say the Capitals are going to win it because it puts it, a man. hex on it and they lose. And I do it just to ruin his day.
0: Yeah, so I know yeah. he's going to say it. So, so the Washington Capitals, John, <laughs> they got it. <laughs> Fuck it
1: every year, for real. But like the, the real answer is I think it'd be pretty hard for the Pens not to go back-to-back. Like They've got a lot of injuries on defense at the moment, but they just stocked up so hard at the trade deadline. They got, uh, like I don't know what, Marta's still out, Latang's out, but... They picked up Hainsey, uh mm-hmm. They picked up Frankie Corrado. Like, they've got. Fuck, they, Ron Hainesy's so cool. They've though. got reinforcements. I think Pittsburgh will be fine. Yeah. But I mean, the f- only way yeah. Pittsburgh doesn't win is if they get knocked out by a Columbus. Like, like if Columbus physically beat the shit out of them. In the which first is possible, round or right? Which is possible. Like, Boone
0: Jenner is a scary looking that,
1: dude. That's how they lose. If, if they can get through a Columbus, then I think it's theirs for the taking.
0: Yeah. Who, who's hmm. your pick from the West then? My pick from the West, yeah, yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, I was gonna say, Big Brucey's boys, right? Big Brucey's boys. How could you, Bruce Pedro? Look at him; he's a mess. Get around the guys. There's a There's a dude who he is a guy who legitimately HBO came to his house and he had sauce stains on his t shirt. <laughs> like this is a man who gives zero fucks.
1: Yeah, he gives zero <laughs> fucks about anything other than his team. I, th- I think the Wild would be real good. Who do you reckon, but?
3: Ooh, I um, oh, mean, I'd love to see Edmonton Cinderella. I would absolutely oh. love it after years and years and years yeah. of being a absolute pain. shit. Yeah. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to see it Cinderella. I mean, it's a nice story too. Like this, the whole Connor McDavid thing and whatnot. I mean, that. I mean, that's a bit of my Cindy Cindy pick. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Chicago is just you know they're, yeah, they're getting they're coming they're getting hot at the right time. Yeah. They're a proven team. They, they've got two two great. Tennies in there, so you know if Crawford's down, um, Darling's he looks great. Patty Kane's starting to just bury heaps of puck. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I you know Chicago's. I think they're they're looking good to, to kind of come in and make some noise and, and and possibly run out of out of the East though. You know, I yeah, I agree with you on the penguins. On, on the you know, on the Penguins, there yeah. they they definitely got it. They've shown that they're you know by committing to getting these other players in and by keeping Flurry and keeping Murray. they it's clear that they want to, they're going to make another run for it. Um, uh, i was mentioning before you know montreal and, and being strong but there's a there's a, a there's a little bit of me that for every reason and hating ovechkin for years <laughs> seeing, seeing the way that he like he's he's gone full circle like he was such an eye player and it was all about him yeah. and now he's the 100 percent team player that just wants to win the win the fucking cup i yeah. actually kind of like that i you know, so, yeah I kind I'm, of, I'm I got a little soft spot for Ovi in there.
0: A know? lot of dudes do. It's, I, I, it's mainly I agree the smile,
1: that. and that that applies to any sport though. Like, I hate the fact that Charles Barkley never won an NBA championship. Like seeing yeah. such seeing such an elite player not get a yeah, title, just... like like Ovi finishing his career without a cup, would be, would be a real blemish. I'd, yeah. I, I wouldn't want uh, to see that. I agree when you, with you completely. It yeah. changes the game when you yeah, see totally. so when you see so many dudes who like. You know, they luck their way onto a fourth line or they're a trade deadline pickup and they go and win, you know, three cups or there's enforcers that bounce around and win four cups. And to see you do like OV not win one, like, sucks, like, like, it's here's an example I'll give you. Joe Thornton was left off that 100 greatest players of all time list recently, right? And they yeah, go, which was... Well, he's, he's never got a cup. And you're like, he's got a thousand assists.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like he's that... the
1: best passer of the last 20 years. Like, he should be on there. They're like,
0: yeah, no cup. That's not, yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a prerequisite for being a great yeah, player. I'm not, yeah,
1: And that's the thing, though. I think a lot of the, 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 the hockey old boys club sees it as a prerequisite. And yeah, I would hate to gotta see... Have a, gotta have a cup to be relevant. I would hate to see dudes like Averchkin and Backstrom, like, you know, 20, oh, 20 years... How's Nikki B still flying
0: under the radar? Yeah,
1: they're talking about, you know, Hall of, oh, Fame, Hall of Fame candidacy. And they go,
0: yeah, no cup. Yeah, that would be heartbreaking because I've been watching those dudes for years. Yeah, it like,
1: they, they deserve it. I would, I would love to see Washington win and not just to ge- not just to put a hex on John. Like yeah, it would I'm, be good to I'm see s- them win.
0: I'm actually very upset right now, and you are saying anything about that, to be honest.
1: All right. And the final question we've got for you, who's going to win the Jack Adams coach of the year award? Cause we're really rooting for torts just because it'd be hilarious.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, I don't oh, know if you saw, but no, the other it day can, he jumped on the ice. After dance. what happened in Vancouver, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> please not Torts. Now, I hear you. No, I think that, that'd be, that'd, that's a, that's a great one. Um, yeah, man. Torts
0: is the best.
3: <laughs> torts. Hey, um, <laughs> oh, oh, coach of the year. Yeah, in fact,
1: yeah yeah <laughs> oh you know what and that settles it i will get the torch tattoo if we can crowdfund next amount of money to help the new zealand team yeah i'll get a torch tattoo and
0: you're gonna get the point
1: yeah i'll get the finger point that's fine. yeah
0: the point over the with, with like i think it's who's standing not right next to him it's when he's
1: screaming at the um calgary coach yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah
3: oh when he went all the way to the dressing room
1: chasing him yeah yeah he
0: walked oh. in and they had the media with him and everything They're and like, that was what when are you doing and, here? and that
1: was when brian mcgratton still played for the flames as well i was like fuck this is dicey yeah <laughs> what, you, what, you, what like, throwing are you bombs? sure yeah no good all yeah. right man well look that's pretty much all we had is there anything else you want to uh, throw in there last spruik whatever it may be
3: that you you want to you want to give us uh no i guess hey thanks a lot for having me on the show i love it love that you guys are doing such a great job with hockey over there, and um, obviously um, keeping spreading that word out to everybody. It's fantastic, and, and look forward to, to meeting you both when uh, when we're over for a game. Yeah, uh, in a couple of weeks from now, so we'll definitely be down.
0: And I mean, for those of you that aren't aware. Um, like we said earlier, that um, the the New Zealand Ice Blacks are going to be in town um, mm-hmm. for those of Melbourneites who are out there. So we'll put all the dates up on we'll our page. Put all all yeah. the dates will go up on on the on the on all of our socials for you, so you can follow it. But um, they'll be in town. They're going to play the Stangs twice and the Ice twice. It's um, a bit of a, a, a curtain raiser to their their international campaign. So, yep. You know, Bert, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been fucking unreal. And sorry um, for sorry
1: for making you talk about hockey at eleven o six on a Wednesday night.
3: Oh, it's a lot better than looking at these spreadsheets for work. Right. <laughs> i tell you oh, what, i tell man. You what, yeah, no, Loved it, guys. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so pleasure Let me tell you Thanks, <laughs> awesome. No worries, man. All right, awesome. take care. We'll speak to you soon.
0: Cheers, man. Have a good yeah. one. Cheers, fellas.
1: Awesome. So what we are going to talk about, though, John, we're going to talk about the trade deadline.
0: Wow, because this year, I mean, the pre-playoff trade deadline was pretty good this year. I mean, we had a lot. There was a lot really? of ups and downs. What is wrong with you? You're cynical on
1: things you should be no, happy I, about. And now you're sitting here singing the praises of something that was at bet. You know what? I'm what not overwhelmed. I'm not underwhelmed. I'm just whelmed.
0: I knew you were going to go for it. And that's why I said it. Because yeah. I, I don't hate it. Like, I mean, I I. mean, I th- there's, just, there's a lot of moves that uh, were interesting. Like, I'm still offered about the caps because obviously we panic traded and we're all fucked. But I mean, See, I don't really agree c- with that either. There's some clear winners, and I think there's some clear losers. And I think we'll, we'll go for from top to top to bottom, Cam.
1: Yeah, look, we're not going to dissect each and every trade. But we're just going to talk about the teams we like that made the most impactful maneuvers, um, for better or worse. And cheap plug, there is a blog about this on our website, holypuckpodcast.com. Cheap
0: plug or humble brag?
1: Not so humble brag. Both. It's well written. It looks nice. It's now it's just a brag. Pretty little pictures in there. <laughs> Which, when we,
0: where are we still in from again? Google Image.
1: Uh, yeah, somewhere free that's not Getty Images. You'll never get my money, Getty Images. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's enough free... Until,
0: until we get a cease and desist, Google Images is.
1: There's enough free content out there. I don't need you, Getty Images. Until we need you. Until we need you. <laughs> In which time,
0: take my money. Take my money. <laughs> until then,
1: fuck no. Well, look, I'm going to lead off. All right, you can do the winners. with you. All right, so um, am I going to do the winners? You can do the winners. Oh, No, you can do the winners. You, you do all it. All right, all right. You yeah, I believe the Washington Capitals are a winner, and this is very simple. And I'm going to preface this by saying, if you disagree, you are a dickhead. (laughs) The Washington Capitals are the best assembled team in the National Hockey League right now. They got better. They got a power play specialist and a guy who is very good five on five at passing the park to sniping wingers. You've got one on your team. His name's Alexander Ovechkin. He's played with one in the past. His name is Vladimir Tarasenko. That's true. This is a very good move. There is no way that adding Ken, Kevin Chattenkirk makes bad. your team worse. There is no way that it's a bad cultural fit. There's no way that it's a panic move. Everything about this is fantastic. <laughs> and you were a fuckwit for suggesting well, otherwise.
0: No, I'll say this. i watched a couple games um, with chats already, and he's been pretty good. They're giving him the, the top power play minutes. And stuff. Looks
1: great in the jersey. He
0: does though, doesn't he? Still a terrible haircut, but you know that that helmet's not that's not hiding anything. Um, it's a skullet. It's a sk- <laughs> like shittest haircut in the league. Biggest helmet for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. he he, look, he does look good, I admit. Um, but I mean, for me. Yeah, I mean, we already kind of had Niskanen at Carlson, So, I mean, we just got another Carlson, basically. Um, and for me... Um, you can't
1: have too much Carlson coming into the playoffs. Just a little... Think everyone about needs a little it. bit of John Carlson. Think about that? it. You've never won a Stanley <laughs> Cup, right? Yeah. And you've only ever had one Carlson. Now we have two. Now you have two. Maybe that's what you need. Maybe
0: it is what we need. Yeah.
1: Maybe it is. Look,
0: I, I think... John, I reckon
1: good. you guys are...
0: We're looking all right. And you guys are looking all right. Stop cheering me up. And for those of you that don't realize why Cam's being so positive, it's because around this time every year, the Caps look great. They start, they're start. starting to cruise in. They're in that president's trophy position. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it all goes bad. And Cam's like, fuck you. I, was, I knew it was going to be shit the whole time. And I was just fucking <laughs> Ging you up the whole time. And you know what? Fuck you. I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. I'm
1: into it. Um. All right. My next winner, and again, this is a very obvious one, even though the trade itself wasn't that mental, but it's a Minnesota Wild because they didn't just get Martin Hansel. They stopped someone else from getting Martin Hansel. They didn't give up a player on their active roster to get him. They, They just did it via draft picks. And essentially the Wild have gone, you know what? The Blackhawks are probably our most major threat at the moment. We believe we can match up against them quite well. Fuck it, we're in, let's do it. Yeah, I prefer. like the fact that they're giving it a crack in an era where there's so many GMs that sit there and, oh, do we? Do we, we, we buy do, do we with like, it? I'm going to dilly-dally. All
0: that shit. But they were, they were one of the first moves to like, They were bang! decisive.
1: They were decisive and like, we're for in. better or worse, we're getting Martin Hansel, we're making this move and we're giving it a goddamn go yep. because the people of Minnesota deserve, deserve a, a fucking Stanley Cup. They, they deserve, deserve a shot. shot.
0: At very least, they deserve a shot, right? I love it. I don't know if they deserve it because it'd be nice for the Caps to win, but no, you honestly, know what? They
1: do. Let me tell you about. <laughs> let, let, let me tell <laughs> you, tell you
0: about, a little story. Let me tell you a little story. <laughs> and we've what? talked about this before.
1: Everybody we've ever met from Minnesota has been lovely. I Every single te- person. I, I forgot to say. tell you about another dude I met from Minnesota while I was away on my Christmas well, yeah. holiday in Hawaii. I was doing the laundry for my family very early in the morning because that was one of my things while we we're away. And this is again. I, I tried to do all the chores while we we're away, so my wife like had a real holiday.
0: I just wow. didn't want anyone lifting a finger. Nice. Right, I got up, husbanding. Yeah, got up nice
1: and early, went down to do all the laundry because, you know, two kids, you burn through a lot of clothes.
0: Yeah. Also, it's a real pain in the ass to do laundry in hotels in the States. Oh,
1: no, this was actually quite well set up. That's a story for another time, though. Oh, of course. Anyway, uh, so...
0: Yeah, people want to swap travel tips. Yeah, anyway,
1: <laughs> so I was down there, I was doing my laundry, and, you know, a guy pops down, and, you know, you give the casual, hey, man, hey, hey man, man, hey, man. hey man. Anyway, smashing <laughs> hey, bloke also works in IT in Minnesota.
0: Wow! Originally had computers in Minnesota.
1: Originally from India, he moved his family over to Minnesota. Wow! They miss the warmth, and so every year at Christmas time, when it's deathly cold, they escape Minnesota and they go on vacation in a warm climate, and they change the climate every year. Wow! He was great. We had a great talk. He's a huge fan of the Minnesota Vikings. Didn't know heaps about hockey, but he knew that he should know more. Oh, and and I was willing to learn. Was willing to learn, and I helped him out for about twenty four minutes while my shit was on spin cycle.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah, like an injured young fawn. You, you. Yeah, I nursed, you, you him, nursed him back, back to him hockey back. health. Yeah. So well basically, done.
1: what I'm saying is that the Minnesota Wild could win a cup for my unnamed new to hockey friend. That'd great. Be great. Great. Who I will never see again.
0: P.S. I love that. But you I wish want, him the best. I love that you want that dude, who's probably still not watching hockey, to win a cup more than you want my team to win. <laughs> <laughs> So, let me preface this by saying again, fuck you're you. a sack of shit, and yeah. fuck you. <laughs>
1: yeah, bad man, bad man. Uh, next on our winner's list is the Pittsburgh Penguins, and this um, should which be... Which is
0: a total no-brainer, like, holy no-brainer. shit.
1: I mean, look, Oli is injured, Chris Tangs injured. Yep. They do have a, a dearth of issues on their blue line. However, they've addressed them. They've picked up Ron Hainsey. Yeah, they've well, obviously, they wanted Carrado. to pick up Ford
0: first. Like, that was obviously the first call, and then, of course,
1: yeah. well...
2: Yeah. But the
1: move mean? I like the most, I love the fact that they ended up getting Mark Strike. I know. Their, they brought him home. They're, you know, the Flyers, their longtime rival. Yeah. goes to Tampa Bay, comes back to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh have done enough to bolster their blue line while your Martyr and your Letangs get healthy. And, and they're probably going to go and win back-to-back Stanley Cups. Based off and the, we can the say, depth of the D-line. I told you so. And I can stick my finger up at John and say, guess what, John? Not this year, Washington.
0: <laughs> and definitely not next year because this is really it. Um, but, I mean, that being said, I think it's, it's good to have Stripe back. I like him. Um, I've always thought he's a bit of a legend. And more importantly, Cam, in Pittsburgh, you never have enough D. <laughs> you
1: never have enough D in Pittsburgh. <laughs> what did I just watch that was about Pittsburgh? Jack Reacher, the first Jack Reacher set in Pittsburgh. Oh, hey,
0: you know what? And Jack Reacher too. Not bad. I'll talk Reacher to you after, talk- I- talk after this about that.
1: All right. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, in my mind, are again a winner. And I know some of you may say, how are Lots they a winner?
0: They're probably not going to yeah. make the
1: playoffs. However, Stevie Eisenman has once again proved he's the best in the business because not only did he fetch a return for a pending free agent who in was walking, Bishop, by the way, who was walking anyway, so he picked up a backup and a few assets and freed up some room, he's also shifted the unshiftable. He moved Valtteri Filppula's $5 million contract, which is a movable.
0: And 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 Pittsburgh thought they were getting a bargain too. And he moved it, and he convinced them it was
1: a good idea. He's got to be a hypnotist or something.
0: He has to be. He is. He is. Let me just put it this way: he he is a dude who he's. You know, everyone's got one of those mates, right? Who every time you go out with him, you know, when you're like in your twenties, you go out and you like. He's not a good-looking dude. He basically sucks. He's unemployed, banging nines, Mm -hmm. always banging nines. Stevie, Y Got, he's got phenomenal gab he's got phenomenal gab game gab game yeah, yeah all right, i'll play along yeah so he's, he's he's that guy he's that one guy in your friendship group you like how's that guy still doing it yeah. week after week
1: yeah. that's him so so the bolts as winners it's a long term thing this is a chess move because they've accepted that this year is a write off Yeah, and well, they're, they're
0: obviously like, picking up dudes in the next well, the next and, end and, line and is going to th- be huge for them
1: it's not even picking up dudes it's these moves allow them to re sign all the young guys they've got mm-hmm. so they're fine I can't believe I'm going to say this in a public forum. No. The, the Vancouver Canucks are winners. Jim Benning. WICAM. The bane of Vancouver fans since forever And <laughs> something good. Not once, but twice.
0: Yeah, almost thrice. Almost and, thrice. And the thing is, though, crickets. So Vancouver fans traditionally outspoken, angry, hate their GM. Benning, you're ruining our club and now they're like, huh. Mm, that's actually pretty good, that's actually. That's pretty good. Yeah. I don't want to admit it yet. So what he's getting be. anyone... With a heartbeat for Burrows, phenomenal move straight away.
1: Well, think about this, right? You could get a bag of pucks for Alexander Burrows at the I way could I could well, spit into for a for jar for, his, for the same contract <laughs> for his play at Vancouver lately, and that'd be a win. They got this kid, Jonathan Dalen, right, who's actually alleged, who is one of the most highly touted prospects coming out of the Swedish league. Some of the number comparisons could this be that the next Forsberg
0: trade? Could this be the next one?
1: If if this kid blows up and he's a halfway decent player. This is the kind of move that gets Jim Benning 10 more years of job security. Yeah. Because they go, you swindled the Senators for this kid. Yeah. Good on you.
0: Exactly. This is exactly, exactly how, like how, how Nashville fucked us on the Forsberg trade.
1: I love that you still get salty about that. Dude. And, but wait, there's Seriously, more. bros. Seriously, it, though. Yeah. Forsberg, though. Yeah, I know. I get you. <laughs> Erat, though. Remember yeah, that? Wow. Well. In addition, <laughs> oh, though, dude. he managed to land a fourth round pick and this kid, Nikolai Goldobin, for Yannick Hansen. Like, Hansen... Like, th- this was one of those classic win-win deals. The Sharks were one forward shy of having everything they needed, and they got him, and the Knucks were able to get a pick, and this kid, Nikolai Godolvin, for him, who, uh, if memory serves me correctly, has already scored a very tasty goal for the Knucks this week. So that move, that move's already paying dividends. Mm-hmm. So, Jim... Well done. Well done.
0: Well done. I'm like,
1: begrudgingly saying, well done.
0: If you were you, to right, give it if you a grade, I'd probably give it, like, B+ almost an a minus like right on the fence like you know like 89. You know, 89 i 100. would
1: give him a flat b because the problem is giving someone who's done something well for the first time in their life a really good grade off the bat
0: i give him d up and then i they think they're, they're the yeah you machine. gotta yeah, so the, i think the next thing he is needs to the, know he's got next, more work the to next do. thing's gonna be the, like him trying to flip the sedines is gonna be yeah imagine if he can flip him to vegas for like <laughs> a
1: slot machine <laughs> Imagine Fucking, if, they, imagine can if flip you him get to Vegas. a string of casinos No, imagine if you can flip him to Vegas For the rejuke Duke slot machine Keen keen, So keen And my final winner And again, Which I can't believe I, I I'm believe. saying this I gotta
0: say this though I don't necessarily agree that this belongs on the list But you'd put it on there because you're a Bruins fan No I'm 100% cool with it Hear, but... me, hear me out
2: why <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah no, 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 that's totally true But just listen The Bruins are a winner <laughs> and here's why They only made one deal and they didn't the deal, it. The deal was to acquire Drew Stafford, who's a depth forward. Mm-hmm. He's playing on our third line. And they gave away a six-round pick for him. So it's nothing. Drew Stafford's been great in the first couple of so, games. So the, that the story beans have had him.
0: is really in what they didn't do.
1: Correct. And what they didn't do is Boston has a wealth of defensive prospects, right? So you've got Brandon Carlo who's been playing great this year. Colin Miller, he's had a few healthy scratches because he's blown a few defensive assignments. He's nearly there. Corey Krug's obviously manning the power play point, doing his thing. We've got Charlie McAvoy coming through. Um, there's Luzon. Um There's all these kids coming up. Boston, out of nowhere, is going to have a shit-hot young defense core. And I was terrified that Don Sweeney was going to go, yeah, yeah, I'll trade you like Brandon Carlo and Charlie McAvoy for Alex Burrows and a six-pack. Because yes. that's the kind <laughs> of boneheaded move Don Sweeney would make. But
0: guess what, John? You he didn't. He didn't do it. You know what? Hey, let me ask you this. How fucking happy are you that you didn't get Burrows?
1: I'm so happy. But here's the thing, though, too. I had a friend in Boston who's like, seriously, if he trades away any of these defensemen... like, I'm going to get super cut and
0: like, go like we're, drive to his house. They're like,
1: we're going to find where he lives. Fuck. Like, yeah.
0: I, you know what? I can imagine if any... Group of fans is going to do that's going to be Boston fans for One hundred percent, yeah, yeah. They're like, "Fuck you!" I'm. Wait, where do you live? Fuck Pitch, me. yeah,
1: pitchforks. They'll kind of be shit.
0: They're like actual like burning effigies at the stadium style.
1: No problem with that at all.
0: Yeah, I didn't think so. So there is with that though. There are some very clear losers, and I I think an easy one to to I guess to get. I guess that most people would forget is the Habs. And the thing that, that, that are, we, are you saying
1: losers because the trade deadline or just losers in general?
0: Do I mean just in general? But I mean the trade deadline, like there's so many things wrong with what the Habs and their overall approach to this trade deadline it was terrible, right? So you Price are correct is, in saying that Price's contract is waning.
1: We've well, got one full season
0: left. Therefore, the rest of the team is essentially built around him. So why correct. why is there no make or break move? And if we look, okay, the one saving grace is. What, what do you want me to say well flipping DeHane, like oh look getting, ri- getting, <laughs> rid, getting
1: getting rid of David DeHane is amazing and good on Mark Bergevin for doing it but, but where's
0: he- the forward acquisition where's the Duchesne? like he I mean granted yes the asking price was ridiculous i don't massage think- his balls a little bit I don't think it was ridiculous like just w- just just call up Joe and go okay look all right we get it. We get it, but here's the thing, right?
1: Like the Habs realistically have this season and next season to win, and that's at best. At best, right? Yeah. Trade a fucking prospect and defenseman who's and pick someone up who could be elite in two years, right? But But in two years, you're not a contender. Go and get your guy now.
0: But look at it this way: they could have, they could have, um, they could dive deep into any of what I would like to call the farm teams: New Jersey, Carolina. Picked up anyone from their first or second lines, right?
1: Yep. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. Is a farm team.
0: Exactly. They're a farm team. And basically picked up anyone and got and immediately bang. You've got a little bit of X Factor. You've got someone new learning the new learning the system. Maybe and now you're a little less grindy team. You're a bit more fun to watch. You've got a bit more room to move on the ice.
1: It becomes so, a bit more fun. So basically you're saying Mark Bergevin, aka Admiral Fuckhead. Fucked it again. Prioritize grit over a legitimate opportunity to get a game breaking talent in Matt Duchesne. Yep. And he fucked it. Yep. Yep. I oh, would man. John, I would agree with your synopsis.
0: Phenomenal. Also, Who- so so next up is LA. And again losers! the losers. Head- the head scratcher for me is so Big Ben and quick yet no no scoring.
1: I love it that their logic is You know what, moving forward for the rest of the season, teams know that when they play Los Angeles, doesn't matter what night it is, you're facing a number one goaltender. It's like very true. Cool, man. Who's scoring your goals?
0: Not Kopitar. Carter's dried up, not Brownie. Um,
1: Jeff Carter has been the only good thing about that team this year, like up front.
0: Wrong. The best thing about Jeff Carter is that meme where he's squirting the water the wrong way.
1: No, that's the Dustin Brown meme.
0: I thought it was Carter. That's
1: Dustin Brown. Wow. Yeah, you've cooked that real big. Wow, I
0: thought it was Carter. You know I, what? I, I don't care enough to Google it,
1: to be perfectly honest. You don't need to because I already have. Ah. Um. I don't agree with the damn thing they did. Uh, nah. shipping out Dwight King makes no sense so I've bought in another slow forward in Picking Jerome, up Jerome
0: like we love Jerome like nope.
2: to the, to the nope.
1: point
0: that nobody loves Jerome more than we do no
1: one loves themselves to me more than Holly Park
0: I know right and let, let's be honest we've, we've we've moved from the point that we don't call him again. we call him by his first name only here because we are so we're so in love with Jerome and that shiny dome of his that's
1: what you do when you're great friends with someone
0: <laughs> dickhead <laughs> <laughs> it's true so adding no forward there, we have Here at Holy Puck, we are scratching our head. What is Lombardi doing?
1: Do you know what the disappointing thing for me is, too? You know I've got a soft spot for the Kings and have had for a very long time, right? I love watching that. the Kings. I tried to watch a full Kings game the other day. It was such a sluggish, boring brand of hockey because they're, they're still doing that lumbering, but cycling, heavy-hitting thing. That's what, uh, that's what won them the thing. Cup, though, right? It be- did, right? But but like I'm, I was like, okay, I could watch Pittsburgh this. Pittsburgh
0: changed the game.
1: I could watch this game and continue to be bored. Or Or I can flip on a Jets game where it's like watching Olympic sprinters just going, whoop, see you later. Yeah. Whoop, see you later. While
0: Big Buff decides to stop playing hockey and start bowling instead. Oh,
1: taking out a gaggle of sharks. A
0: gaggle of sharks. (laughs) Oh, yes, using the wrong plural. Phenomenal. John, tell us about the Colorado Avalanche. Who did... uh, Nothing useful. Oh, it's like they made an avalanche of poor decisions. (laughs) Yeah, actually, well, I mean, look, Joe Stackick has obviously set the asking price of oh. Matt Shane super high. His finished. Oh, that's upsetting. He he let he let Jerome go, but I mean, he was obviously going to. Um, Got a little bit. He could have he could have done something. Like I think. I mean, like Landerskog will probably end up staying. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. Like, but he couldn't move either of them, and they're very movable at the at this deadline, the pre playoffs deadline. They're both both of those players were very movable, and he failed to do so. So I would suggest, more than anything, it's not these guys aren't losers. It's more of a failing on Joe as a GM to actually do anything of use.
1: Well, the thing I like is that he's like, you know, what? I'm going to hang on to these guys, reevaluate my team in summer. Blah blah blah. You're not going to have why? a job in summer.
0: He's he, exactly, and but more importantly, like, why bother? Like, the team's already shit. You may as well try and get something from it. Maybe throw an X factor into the team. Maybe get some fucking draft picks that you can use. Maybe get some prospects that you might be able to throw into your farm system. These do something new.
1: These second-rate GMs are so scared to make any kind of decision. It's like, here's what they are. Right, they're the guy who. <laughs> They're the classic businessmen who lacks confidence in themselves. Yeah. And when they- Play like the percentages. When they finally land the dream yeah. job, right, they're like, I'm just going to do whatever I can to keep the dream job. Yeah. As opposed to succeeding in the dream job. Yeah. And so they he just sits there and goes like, if I don't- You know what he is? You know what he is? I've got it. Oh my God. I can't believe it's taking me so long to work this out. Wow. He is Sam Neill with the two young children in Jurassic Park 1 where they've been kicked out of the den yes. and the T-Rex is out so there in the mud. So far out of his comfort so zone. So far out of his comfort And so Sam Neil's out there in the rain, and the mud, and you know how he's got Lex? He's got the girl? Yep. And he, and he says to her, he goes, quiet, they can't see you if you don't move. That is Joe Skag. He's, he's standing there, right? And he's like, right, the general public, the Avalanche stakeholders, our fans, is, is a T-Rex. If I don't move... Nothing's gonna happen. They can't see me, nothing will happen. Joe
0: stack is a nerd when a girl talks to him. Oh my god, she's talking to me. Oh yeah. my god, what do I do?
1: Joe, what do I do? Joe Stackik is a fucking the, trade. My he man. he is the general manager version of the three dudes in the Big Bang Theory that don't have girlfriends. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's oh my god. Absolutely, right? And yeah, man. I, I but this is but this is kind of why I like this trade deadline though. If you don't move, they can't see you. Don't move. This is why I kind of like the trade deadline because it exposed so many storylines that we're going to see like unfold at the end of the year. Will we
1: though, or will dudes who are like, yeah, but Joe Sackig's like one of the greatest players of all time? Let's just keep him. Good player, shit GM. Yeah, Michael Jordan, not a good baseball player. No,
0: terrible actually. Wayne
1: Gretzky probably wasn't a good hockey coach. (laughs) He probably wasn't though. Sorry, friends. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, and the last one though. The last the last loser for me, I think the fans are losers because thanks to the pending expansion draft and elite wide panics as to get fucked. Holy shit, what's GMGM gonna do once Vegas enters the market this year's trade deadline was a letdown. If you support a team that's not looking to land a playoff berth, this was the last chance you had this season to have a good time. Yeah. There was a good time to be had. The good news is though, I think this summer's movement is going to be Unreal.
0: Well, pre sorry let me let me let me preface this by saying Pre expansion draft moves are going to be fucking amazing. And when I say, that, I mean, like, this will be the best deadline mm. and expansion draft in history. That's, well, how, that's, how, that's how it is. And the thing I'm really that's excited why I like about this because too. I'm, I'm like eager.
1: Well, now that GMGM sign Reed Duke, I also can't wait till he signs, like, you know, um, Riverboat Cruise. and... <laughs> 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 Anyone with a phenomenal name Anyone with a phenomenal name That could be confused For a slot machine He could GM GM he it.
0: You know what GMGM GM has obviously Read our website And he's prepping For the Colton line GMGM GM made an What's offer happening? To
1: the actor Jack Black On the condition That he changes his name To Black Jack Black but- <laughs> Jack He's like, he's like, would you like to join my hockey team, Blackjack? He's like, uh, my uh, name's Jack Black. It... He's like, Is no, it... it's not, <laughs> Blackjack.
0: He's a contract for three years. All right,
1: here's one. <laughs> who, who are other celebrities whose names could be confused for gambling-related activities that he could grab?
0: Jesus, Yeah, you're throwing me right on the spot. Oh my god, oh my
1: god, I guys... got it. I've just worked it out. I've just wears it out. He's going to sign the entire cast of Full House because he thinks it's a, <laughs> he thinks it's a Full House. He's signing Uncle Jesse. Uncle, Je- he's Uncle signing, Jesse. He's signing Bob, Bob Saget. Saget. He's signing the Olsen twins. Oh he's, my like, God. he's like, Full House? Well, there's my top two line there sorted out then. Done. Yeah, do because you get the three dudes. You get There was, what, four kids? Yeah. Three dudes, four kids. There's seven of your top now, nine forwards. I don't Bang. know if
0: you're aware, but Dave Courier shaves his balls.
1: And also, Dave Couillier spent that entire show in a Red Wings jersey. Actual hockey fan yep. signing which the which four- makes him
0: actual legend
1: so. signing the cast of Full House is just a long lead move to get him on the left wing
0: <laughs> on the fourth line obviously on the fourth line. <laughs> obviously and the Austin twins to maybe suck him off.
1: Oh my god, that's absolutely incredible. Cam, great content. Great content. All right, let's <laughs> let's wrap this up and give out some awards because I don't think we're going to beat that.
0: Yeah, it's it's too hard, man. Anyway, so. Uh, you you can oh uh, you know what I'll start. So we, we mentioned it early at the show. Um, we were talking about our, our Jumbo Joe Jumbo Legend of the Week. The the uh, sorry the Jumbo Legend of the Week. You know I got to get that fucking soundbite in again.
1: Jumbo Joe Jumbo Legend. Yeah. D- dicks
0: out for Joe. Dicks out for Joe. Unfortunately there were no dicks this week. Um, but he did not his one thousandth career assist. Um, cementing is one of the all time greatest passes in in history in hockey history. Um, didn't make it to the hottest to the the hottest one hundred list. Um, but. You know what? He's he's on he's on our list. He's, Love it. And, and, and in our hearts.
1: Now, I'm going to add a bonus Jumbo Legend to this. Wow. And hear me out. And this is unscripted because this isn't written down, is wow. it? Wow.
0: So it's going to be terrible. No, it's great. As you,
1: <laughs> as everyone out there in internet land would have seen this week in a Junior B game in New Brunswick, a player by the name of Brogan Flanagan wow. was having beers and shit thrown out him yes. in the penalty box. <laughs> and he climbed out of the penalty box, climbed into the crowd and started punching on with dudes. Who the
0: fuck did he was Mike Milbury.
1: Here's the thing, though. Like, I'm going to... I actually... I'm going to side with him on this for a couple of reasons. If you're in the box and people are throwing shit at you...
0: They deserve to be punched in the head. They deserve
1: to be punched in the head. And also, this is Junior B. He's a young dude. He's not... A stupidly big dude yeah he was kind of going into the lion's den because he got in there and essentially started fighting with grown men he didn't do that well he fucking ate a few punches right so i'm going to commend him for his gusto and for his vigor for doing it so
0: it's all about moxie and pluck yeah and grit
1: and anything else like that. all the other words that don't really mean don't really mean anything but here's the (laughs) thing though some people like he shouldn't have done that and obviously you know he probably shouldn't have done that However, when adults and grown men are behaving in a manner such as that and they're throwing shit at you in the box... They
0: deserve to be punched in the head. You deserve
1: to be punched in the head. The thing I really like about Brogan
0: Flanagan, though... Is his name?
1: Well, aside from that, is today that he did a Facebook live chat via Gloves on Hockey. And they were fielding (laughs) questions and comments the whole time. And I asked him the following question. And he replied, I said, If a train departs a train station at 30 miles an hour traveling east and another train departs a train station traveling west at 30 miles an hour. Is pizza with pineapples still fucking awesome? And he responded, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah. Broken Flanagan. Top draw. Top draw. You're all right in my book.
0: Yeah, I think he's new, uh, the latest flop. Yeah,
1: I'm into it. You know what? I'm, I'm behind him. All the way. All the way. And
0: more importantly, I, I, I think everything you said is true. Sidebar. Maybe he was just reenacting the scene from Goon.
1: Well, someone also took the time to splice the real-life fight and With, that scene from Goon together. and it's great. It's really good. <laughs> and so if that's the case and he's like, this is my Goon moment... Even better. Double good on you. Yeah. You know what? Fist, fist. Double Into fist. It. All right. Johnny Boycheck, Bone Cruncher of the Week. We're going to talk about someone that uh, he actually was, I guess, technically on the receiving end of some bone crunching. Didn't just walk away well, from it.
0: It wasn't really bone crunching. It's more like... Skin slicing. Life-threatening. Yeah. Scary, actually, if you so get that injury. Bruins
1: defenseman Adam McQuaid took a skate to the neck from teammate David Backus It needed 25
0: stitches to close it up. Did he drop to the ice on how, John? Nope. In fact, he dropped his stick and played without a stick with his hand around his his, his jugular vein to ensure that no blood escaped from his body or landed on the ice.
1: Dropped his stick, dropped a glove, clogged the wound in his neck, stayed on the ice, played defense, got the puck out of their own zone. And skated to the bench. And then skated to the bench after essentially getting stabbed in the neck. There is a reason you were called Darth Quater. Long live Darth Quater. That is a bone cruncher of the week, if I've ever seen one.
0: Yeah, even I think he's a tough guy. This is
1: all yours, man. So,
0: you know that this has probably been my favourite video of the week. So the Andrew Shaw shitbag of the week. If I'm, and it's funny that we're talking about Andrew Shaw being a shitbag. Um, because he obviously is knee deep in in the Habs organization, but holy shit, Admiral Fuckhead, A.K.A. Mark Verschavon, who's obviously the GM of the fine organization known as the Montreal Canadiens, him trying to escape the media this week by essentially walking through wow, by essentially walking through the bullshit, the the media swarm, carrying a ficus. I'm sorry, my man, you are the Andrew Shaw shitbag of the week, and how dare you fucking even try and tell me that it was a joke. Don't even. You're a piece of shit. You didn't even want to talk to the media. It is your fucking job.
1: Imagine if he got home there, right? And his wife's like, Oh, Mark, I I saw you on the news. You had a a plan in front of your face. He goes, Oh, yes, I'm very big into YouTube pranking channels now. And I too thought I could bring the lols. She's like, Mark, please. You're embarrassing everyone.
0: (laughs) Yeah. She said, Mark, please. You're white. Stop
1: it. (laughs) Stop it. You're embarrassing us in front of the money.
2: Dad. All right, Not again. So
1: uh, that's pretty much it for this week, episode forty-two. Don't forget to hit us on all our socials: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at HolyPuck Podcast, uh, and check in on our website holypuckpodcast.com, where all of our podcasts are hosted. As We're well as of course news everywhere. Op- we are everywhere. You cannot. Man, get I've been away literally putting
0: us anywhere that there's anywhere that has a podcast app, anywhere, anywhere that has the word podcast. I'm trying to attach our name to it. Simple as that.
1: John, you're a great guy and you deserve more kudos than you get. Well, thanks, man. Someone said the songbird of their generation. The enthusiasm in my voice should tell everybody how sincere I am with my comments.
0: Heaps. I'll
1: take it as a win. But, uh, no, thanks very much for listening. Um, We hope you enjoy the interview with Bert Haynes as well. He was a great dude. We're stoked to have had him. We're also pleased to report that not next week, but the week after, we've got another cracking interview coming up. We'll announce that. And... I can't believe I'm saying this. John and I actually had a really successful business meeting this week. Yeah,
0: inverted commas, let's be honest.
1: And let me just say, from about mid-April onwards, you are going to be hit with a bevy of guests, many of whom play what you would call professional hockey in a league that you might be aware of called the National Hockey League. And the ECHL. And the ECHL and the AHL. Um, So essentially, we've been working really hard. And we've got a bunch of stuff coming to fruition. We and we're, do. we're stoked that you guys are going to be getting... Exciting times. whole bunch of interviews with a whole bunch of real deal professional players. And we think it's going to be great for everyone. And
0: us trying to big up the game that we love.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Because we sure as shit don't get paid for it.
0: That's right. So here's the thing. Those of you who are in Melbourne, make sure you get down to... The the New Zealand versus the uh Melbourne Ice and Melbourne Mustangs games this week uh, next week. Yeah, they're um, in a fortnight and we'll post all the we'll full dates and up. ticket
1: details on the website and all our socials. Yeah man. Make yeah. sure you get down there, Melbourne because We will be there. Yep,
0: they we'll be, be there. And we'll be there Hot dogs in hand.
1: They're gonna be cracking games to boot, but I also think after what you will hear from Bert on tonight's show, or what you have heard from Bert on tonight's show. Absolute Dead Set Legend, should, get yeah, on board. Absolutely get down and support those guys doing what they love.
0: Yeah man, well that's it. Episode 42 in the bank.
2: Peace. I thinking, I thinking, let's go! Fully the depths, I don't was